All right, what's up, everybody? This is Trey Sales, and you are now tuned in to COTM Radio. On everything, I gave everything and got nothing back Ain't looking for it, no pet on backs That ain't how we got, what over we at? Mama call, the fuck you at? On the road and ain't coming back Into my hundred stacks, make a hundred racks And that hundred racks bring a bundle back I was blowing gas like the honey badger J.I.D. bitch, the money snatcher Say like this shit, I'm coming after everybody Don't get the bloody splatter I'm flying, I got my niggas fly too Shit is like buddy passes I wanna cry cause I'm numb inside uh, If you wonder why, ask what's the matter yeah, Cause I've been working Hella hard, shit ain't really working out. I've been praying to the Lord, shit ain't really working out. I've been looking to the stars, see my head up in the clouds. Shit ain't really working out. Shit ain't really working out. Shit ain't really working out. Don't explain what is there to gain. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Christians of the Millennia. And uh, today for episode 26, we are going to be talking about the backup plan. Um, Should you have one? Is it beneficial? Is it hurtful? Do we have some? Um, You know, what does God, what does the Bible say about having a backup plan? And uh, yeah, so I hope you guys can take something from this. We certainly did. Um, And I just want to take an extra second to kind of encourage some of you guys to not give up on your dreams. They're in your heart for a reason. Uh, they burn in you for a reason. And uh, to neglect that would be foolish, I promise you. So hope you guys enjoy the episode. Let us know what you think. And without further ado, here we go. <sighs> yeah. Thank you, Lord. Um, just to... Thank you for another day, another day to just have breath in our lungs and another day to uh, go about and let your will be done in our lives, Father, because your will is better than our own. So, Lord, I pray that um, your message comes forth on to this episode, Lord, and that uh, anybody who's listening doesn't hear us, but hears you speaking directly to them, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 You're going to read something, Johnny? Yeah. So with the topic at hand of this, you know, uh, plan B, you know, here's a question. Does God have a plan B? God has a plan for each of our lives, and he also grants us free will to choose whether or not we follow his plan. Hmm. But when we are disobedient and do not follow his plan, does he come up with another plan for us? What What if we fail? What if we run like Jonah? What if circumstances change? Does God's plan also change us? Wow. What was um, the last sentence of that? What if circumstances change? Does God's plan also change? Does God's plan also change if our circumstances change? No. I was thinking about that as we were um, getting ready to go into this episode because I was like, man, 
I think some people would say Jesus was God's plan B to sin. And that's a lie. Because to say that would be to say that God created man without knowing that we were going to sin. Mm -hmm. So Jesus was always plan A to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that goes into, you know, theological debates of like, okay, well, why did God create man then if he already knew we were going to sin? And just there's so much in that. And I'm not a pastor, so I can't answer that question for you. Um, but what I do know is God's plan he has a hope and a plan for our future mm -hmm. and he wants us to prosper in all of that mm -hmm. so yeah that's, that's why i think god is a he's the same god as yesterday today and forever mm -hmm. um so just because our plans change the plan that he had for us does not change yeah 100 percent. yeah i mean when you hear a lot of talk of like, oh, well, you know, heaven's waiting on us to move. God's waiting on us to move and, you know, certain things like that. He waits for certain outcries and certain prayers and certain breaking. And, you know, um, the circumstance obviously for us changes and sometimes circumstances lead us to go to him more or press in harder, deeper with him. Um, but I think he had already, he already knew when the circumstance was going to change. Um, he already knew when you were finally going to break and come to him. So, yeah. yes, he was waiting, but that's because he knew which particular prayer was finally going to break you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, the circumstance was going to change, but his plan never changed because his plan was like, oh, well, it's going to take Rudy 200 failures before he finally has this particular prey in which I will unleash everything for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he already knew which one was going to break, which one was going to bring all this change and which one was going to bring all the blessings and how long he was going to wait and how patient he was going to be um, with each and every one of us. So, I mean, yeah, he's uh, outside of time. So he, he knew when all of that was going to come and when it was all going to happen. Like you said, Jamal, that means he would have to know that he was going to uh, use Jesus all along. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't going to be his first it's not that that was his backup option. Um, it's just that he had multiple things that he was gonna do, and that was like the f like that was like the grand one as far as like in succession. Right. Because um, he had to give us the opportunity to have free will. Right. Because if we didn't have the chance to have free will, we wouldn't be choosing God for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. So he already had that plan A in place mm -hmm. for knowing that we were going to fail. Mm -hmm. So I think it's it's us that makes the changes, right? I mean, since like you said, like you guys said, that plan A is already in line, right? It's already stationed in place. We are the ones that deter from where we're supposed to be or where God calls us to go. But I think those open doors and everything that God, you know, puts us through, mm. it ultimately leads us back to that plan A. Mm. You know, it's gonna bring you know God's gonna get His glory, and he, we're gonna get to know Him one way or another. Yeah, you know, so. <laughs> all, all, all those turns and everything is going to lead us back in the right direction where that is, you know, God's plan A. Um, okay. I don't have the verse reference for submit all your ways to him and you will make your path straight. That one we might have to. Proverbs. It's for sure Proverbs. I three. Just, Proverbs. Three. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Is that three, five? Yeah. Okay. Um... Okay, so... Did you want to read that verse? Um, in a second. 
I'm gonna have to go back and obviously edit this piece. Um, but I just don't know which order in which I want to bring um, some of these verses out. Um, because, like Johnny said, it's kind of it's us that that stray away from the original plan. Um, but I think when you know when we're just talking about planning in general before we even bring like scripture into it, like I think a lot of us uh, don't plan. And uh, sometimes we do the opposite where we plan too much um, and we try to just be so detailed and so thorough and, okay, God, like, you know what I'm saying? This is the talent you've given me, therefore this is my future and this is how it's going to work and this is what it's going to look like. And these are going to be the details, but we get so fixated on planning that we don't actually do anything. (laughs) Um, And then we wonder why this detailed, thorough plan that we have is not coming to fruition. And, uh, you know, it's like, if you fail to plan, you're just planning to fail, um, is really all it is. Um, you know, if God didn't have a plan for us, like how would this life look? You know what I'm saying? Like if he was just up there responding to all things that we did without a plan, without a vision, without a timeline already in place, like then he is literally dependent and reacting to us, um, as opposed to like the other way around. Um, so sometimes we just don't even plan. I don't know if there's probably people out there that are listening that don't even really have a plan. A. I think they're like so scattered um, or have so many different ideas um, that they don't have like a particular one um, that they've like set into place. Hmm. Um, and so that's kind of where I wanted Proverbs 3 um, to come in because I understand even from my own uh, past that like, you know, I, out of fear, right, and fear kind of causes a plan B as well, um, as well as other reasons, but like, you know, with COTM, with the marketing stuff, uh, I had started studying real estate, um, I was working, and I was just trying to do something else, um, oh, I had stuff for my grandpa's business coming up, so I had my hands in like five different things, mm-hmm. um, and I was wondering why not a single one of them was showing fruition, and... It's, I realized in context later down the road that I was so fearful to dive into any one of them that I used diversifying and having multiple projects as like my justification for failure. Like, well, if these don't work out, then it's obvious because I'm working on a bunch of different things. So nobody's going to hold that against me. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to expect me to be so successful in all five of these things. Therefore, right. it'll look okay mm-hmm. if it doesn't work. And I think when sometimes when we come up with that plan A, we come up with, wow. well, if that doesn't work out, then what am I going to do before we even do it and before we even try it? Mm-hmm. Before we even take step one, we already have a backup plan in place. Yeah. Um, yeah go ahead um no i think that's i think that's really good about knowing knowing yourself one and two i think that's where a lot of people are at right now of they have they have a bunch of um scattered um ideas or or um or scattered light um pastor chase told this analogy uh, analogy to me once he said when when you have a bunch of scattered light you can see a whole bunch of things you can see that one through five options of all these different things that you're trying to do but when you hone the light and you bring it into um focus if you will Uh now that light is 
is sharp enough and hot enough and strong enough and impactful enough to cut through brick to cut through solid things it becomes a laser and so when you have when you have all those ideas it's not a bad thing it's not a bad thing at all but um i think to sum up what rudy was trying to say was you just there is there is a a plan a that will domino effect all the way down through plan z of when you are impactful with plan a the rest is going to follow and so don't try to have too many things on your plate that you end up collapsing on everything when you could have just had your focus running through plan a which then brought you through plan b which then brought you through plan c like it's not it's not a bad thing to have all these different plans but when you trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings in all your ways, acknowledge him. He will make your path straight through plan A, through plan B, through plan C, through plan e, uh, D and E and all the way down to Z. Um, and it's just it's just so much simpler that way and trying to control everything yourself. He's in control of everything. He's the one who created time and you're just in time. So allow him to direct your path of where you're going to go on what is plan A for uh, October 4th, um, 2018 at 415, 341, 341, military, military time, military time. Rudy threw me off y'all. Rudy threw me off. Dang. Um, but yeah, but yeah, cause you know, if plan B or plan C is going to take you to the left or take you to the right, he's going to remove it because he's going to set your path straight. Mm. So he's not going to allow you to deteriorate or fall off or detour um because he's going to be the one establishing your steps um and i think at the heart the, the hard part and this is why we have to touch on fault and responsibility in this season is because like i can be failing living in sin all these things and then have this concept oh well he's the one that's setting my path yeah and you know what i'm saying and completely take all the responsibility out of our own hands um and that that crutches us um so i um i tend to be in that range most of the time um just because i know what it's like to to be out there and say you're a christ follower but not truly be depending on him and so I would rather be in the more extreme of God, I'm trusting in you with all my heart and hoping in everything that you're going to do this for me than on the opposite end of the spectrum, complete opposite end of the spectrum of like, I'm going to do all this. I have it within my power to do it because pride, one, pride becomes, comes before the uh, fall. And it says uh, in Proverbs um, that the Lord sets up the, the proud. Um, he literally, it's like a, it's like, he's like, he's setting you up to get knocked down, to, to be humbled in that way. So he can show you that you were never in control and that he was always in control. And so I don't want to be set up by God to get knocked down, um, at all, at all. But, um, I definitely feel you, you can cripple yourself by, um, saying, oh, God's going to take care of it. Um, when he's given it in your power to do that thing. So, um, I think it all comes down to your intimacy time of, of what is God telling you to do and what is he telling you not to do. Um, that'll determine what your plan A is. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, then obviously I feel like the plan A concept is hard because like 
damn. See, all these verses, like, intermingle, so I'm having a hard time deciphering, like, which one I should lead, like, into the next. Um, but I think I'm going to start with this one, Matthew 6, 24, which says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Um, you can't serve two masters. So if you're working on plan A and plan B, um, you're either going to love one, like you might love plan B because it might be easier, uh, which will make you hate plan A. Um, so then you devote yourself to plan B and then plan A doesn't work and then you despise plan A and you're like, wow, like, are you serious? You know what I'm saying? Wow. So wow. I think in terms of like when I was graduating, obviously baseball was plan A. Like there was no question. Baseball was plan A. Yeah. Um, however, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, okay, well, what do I need to study in school? Because if baseball doesn't work out, then I need to make a pretty decent amount of money. You know what I'm saying? And I had literally was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna study nursing uh, because then I know I'll make six figures a year. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I had I had spent so much time working on the backup plan that I even though I was really good at baseball, I still didn't put all of all the work in um you know and then because of college you need to be eligible based on grades in order to play school or in order to play any sports so like me not focusing on plan a and having like well what do i need to do to play baseball don't even worry about like the future like what do i need to do to play baseball oh i need to get good grades instead i was focusing my my focus was the reverse way on like what am i going to do and because i didn't know what i was going to do i found no interest in any of my classes because i found no interest in any of my classes i wasn't eligible to play yeah um you know what i'm saying and then it's like this despise like wow like are you kidding me like that's how you know what i'm saying that's yeah. how it's all gonna go down wow um good time but you you can't serve your will and his will um mm. <laughs> yeah, really your will is gonna cause you to despise his will yeah. um and his will will cause you to de to even despise yours um mm. because when you start trying to serve into his will it makes you even more frustrated with yours uh, when you're like, oh, God, okay, you know what, God, I want your will to be mine. Whatever you want from me is what I want from me. But then when you start to step into that, then you're like, wait, 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 wait. Like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this one. Yeah. Let me let me go back to mine. Um, hey, uh, Johnny, when, in, in college, when you were playing basketball, um, or maybe not, maybe it wasn't even in college, like when, when did basketball for you um, not become plan A? This past season, mm. it was just, you know, my mom was okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do great this season. I'm gonna go overseas. I'm, I'm gonna play pro. There's no, yeah. I'm telling my family, I'm, I'm going pro. Yeah, you know, I have opportunities. I can do it. I had a great season. I can do it. But that was when God started using it as, you know, a vehicle. Right, the basketball is not your plan A. I'm just using it to get, to get you to where you want to be. Um. And I think that's that's the funny thing is we, when like you said, when we step in, you know, so we commit we we commit to Christ and we step into it and we say, God, let your will be done, mm. right? Take over. But we still try to make our own plans. Mm -hmm. We still try to you know mm -hmm. plan our own course. You know, yeah. it's not gonna work mm. because if we're gonna commit ourselves to Christ, if we're gonna step into it. God says, okay, then you're gonna do it my way. Mm. <laughs> I put a destiny in you. But you're not going to get to your destiny doing it your way. You're going to do it my way. 
and that's that's where I'm at right now, you know. And it, it's funny because this is convicting me too because I'm I have my hands in so many pots. Yeah. And it's like, dude, just just focus on the one. Mm-hmm. You know that one's gonna get me to where I want to get to. Yeah. So now it's me just to really literally, man. It's so funny how I'm being convicted. I just need to put all myself into that one pot. Right. Mm. And yeah. people say, hey, don't put all your eggs, eggs in one in basket. basket. No. Mm. I'm putting all my eggs in God's mm. basket. Yeah, that's what I'm supposed. That's that's what I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Literally, literally, that's what you're called to do. It's crazy how society will make you think that you're crazy, mm-hmm. um, just because society has wants nothing to do with God, and so they'll give you ideas and thoughts and um, implements that have been perfected if you will they want to say they want to give proclaim that this has been perfected over time that you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket because so and so did that and so they failed and then so and so did that and and then they failed and so now they have nothing and so like that's the oh my gosh freaking matthew 4 wow and i turned right to it i turned <laughs> right go. to it let's go so shout in, out to cj shout, <laughs> shout out to freaking cj so in the beginning when jesus was tempted by uh satan the the first temptation was what cj was kind of trying to implement was that when jesus was going into the wilderness to be uh to be tempted for 40 days and 40 nights or to fast for 40 days and 40 nights he was saying that the temptation or the very first thought or the hardest part to get over is that at the end of the 40 days and the 40 nights there's gonna be angels ministering to you the the hardest part about putting all your eggs in one basket is believing that you're gonna reach your end goal at the end of it. Yeah. It's so hard to go into like, all right, Lord, I'm I'm diving all in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why am I getting hit by all these walls? Why am I being hit by all this trials and tribulations and temptation? Um, the the hardest part to continue on to keep going is remembering that this is going to end. That there is going to be something on the other side of it. And um, I just I just think that. Um, society doesn't want to have that longevity mentality of putting all their eggs in one basket because they're not sure if they're going to get to the other side because they don't know what's on the other side because they're not in control of time only god is in control of time and so when you put all your eggs in one basket in god's basket he's the one who's in control of time so once you get through all this temptation and all the tribulation you get to verse 11 and it says the devil leaves you and behold again angels came and were ministering to jesus angels are going to come and minister to you after after you get through um, all the things that God wants to take you through um, in your plan A. So, shout out to CJ. Shout out to CJ. <laughs> um, let me see here. Uh, but yeah, you know, the other piece of exactly what you're saying is that I think some of us get to a point where we have enough faith to realize that God's going to make it work. Um, but through our own secular understandings, we just don't know how, um, and because we don't know how, we don't know when, we don't know where, um, and we want to try to, our minds naturally want to try to figure it out, you know what I'm saying? I want to say, okay, well, if God's having me do this. Okay, this is this this is what's gonna happen. This is what it's gonna look like. And then when it doesn't look like that, then we lose that faith. Yeah. It, you know what I'm saying? The faith deteriorates the less that it looks like how we thought it was going to look. 
Um, but in the positive aspect of that, the positive aspect of him doing things that we don't understand or can't foresee is like, um, when we go back to COTM and the stuff I was just talking about, about having all these different projects, like when I stopped focusing on all of those other projects and kind of put all of the eggs in the COTM basket, Mm -hmm. it's not like we started putting more episodes out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like we started putting like two episodes a week. We started posting on the same day every single week. And, you know, it's not necessarily that our episodes even really got better. Um, it's just that we stuck with it. Yeah. Um, and then in turn, even though we did things pretty much the same, one a week, one a week, one a week, one a week, the same method and formula that got us 2,500 plays in eight months got us 2,500 plays in two months. <laughs> doing the same thing yeah you know what i'm saying we didn't get better we didn't you know like like nothing changed yeah we just stopped focusing on distractions and like i said even though we didn't get better the the path that we're on we just kept showing more fruition more random people coming up to us at church wow you guys are doing a good job blah blah blah. brie herb while we're blindfolded and I was talking, and she's like, oh, it sounds like I'm on the podcast right now because she heard me talking. I never even talked to her in person. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out, Bree. Shout out to Bree. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, I think the fact that, I guess what I'm starting to realize is that God's vision, not working out how your vision thought it was going to, is actually the best thing that could possibly happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not seem like it, Um but there will be a time where you'll realize that. Um, and so I guess, you know, the real question is like, okay, well, what do we focus on then? Um, because I think we naturally think so much that our identity is based on like what we do, um, that we think it has to be something that we do, um, instead of someone that we're called to be, Mm. uh, just be, you know, he's calling you to be someone, not to do something. Um, and if you be someone, if you be the right person, uh, the things are going to happen for you in the way that he had called for you. Um, that's what you're going to step into. You know, Jesus, he did a lot of things, but that's because of who he was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, was, like so <laughs> he wasn't a pastor. He just came and just was. He just was the Gosh. example. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he didn't, like, do the example. If anything, the crucifixion, the crucifixion was done to him. He didn't crucify himself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He didn't like go jump on the cross and nail the ham the nails in himself. Like right. that was done to him. Right. But while that was being done to him, he was still being who he, he was. was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's more I think the focus, the plan A should be being the best you, being the you that God wants you to be. And sometimes that might cause you to stop where you're at in life. And this is kind of where I was going at with Consuelo. It's like sometimes you have to take a step back from the things that you're doing so that you can be the person that you need to be. Um, and then you can step back into that realm with the right foundation, the right priorities, the right morals, the right ethics, the right blueprint. And you're going to f- show fruition in that same exact realm on a whole nother level because of who you are. Mm. Um, so what should that focus be? Um, I have two verses, um, Colossians 3.2 and Romans 8.5. Colossians 3.2 says, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. And Romans 8.5 says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, set their minds on the things of the spirit. And so the reason I put both of those verses, because they both said what to set your mind on. 
Uh, if you're living in the Spirit, your mind is set on the Spirit. Uh, if you're living for the kingdom, then your mind is set on the kingdom. Um, you know what I'm saying? And too many times we... I have to bring this one up too because it just it ties all these together. Proverbs 4, 425. Let your eyes look directly forward and, gaze, and your gaze be straight before you. Um, I posted something maybe like an hour ago that says if you're uh, depressed, then you're living in the past. If you're anxious, then you're living in the future. And if you're at peace, then you're living in the present. And Proverbs 4.25 says, let your eyes look directly forward. It doesn't say, let your eyes look far ahead of you. It says, look at what's directly in front of you right now. Um, your gaze should be straight before you, not to the left, not to the right, not behind you, not up over the mountain that you know you're going to have to climb in the time to come mm -hmm. at what circumstance is directly in front of you right now. Um, and uh, I would also suggest that if you're not looking directly forward, uh, your vision isn't strong. No, I don't want to say your vision isn't strong enough your your dream isn't strong enough it's not big enough because there's so many things that are around you that you're allowing to distract you from the very thing that god placed inside of you to birth into this world like that is the most important thing that you should ever be focused on because it's directly from god attached to the way you're gonna live your life and so the way you're gonna live your life and enjoy and happiness and in all the fruits of the spirit uh the way god has intended for you to live he's he's he came to give you a life and a life more abundantly mm -hmm. and so the way you're going to live that is through that thing that he's implanted inside you so if you've already let that thing die and you're just trying to focus on whatever it is to get you money it's not gonna it's not gonna satisfy you and you're gonna give way to uh depression and anxiety why because those things are so much stronger than the fake thing that you're trying to pursue because the real thing that you really wanted to do you let die because you didn't think it was possible to have and so if you're having a hard time keeping your your focus straight ahead i would suggest that um you probably need to go back and uh let god resurrect that thing that you let die mm. it was specifically and strategically made for us there's a dream and a destiny created just for you mm. i think was it proverbs 16 Oh man, Proverbs 16:9. Um, God establishes our steps. Our steps have already been established. Rudy, you talk about blueprint. God already has a blueprint for our lives. Everything is written out, strategically done, specifically for us. Did I get that right, Proverbs 16? Yeah, you got it right. The Proverbs 16:9. The heart of man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so for me, it's like, what is what is our plan? What's, what's the plan for us as Christians? To be fishers of men, uh, to see salvation. Um, what else? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because realistically, all those things yeah, like come before anything else that we want to do. Um, Not necessarily, because you can be all you can be all of those things uh -huh. for the people doing what you what god has put in your heart to do so you don't necessarily have to be a part of the salvation team at church to mm -hmm. help people to see salvation right you don't necessarily have to be 
um, serving in the local church. I mean, the Bible tells you to serve in the local church, but um, that's the seasons for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be a fishers of fishers of men at your workplace mm-hmm. or um, overseas. Johnny playing basketball. You could be a fisher of men um, right in your own house um, where there isn't people being saved or there are people living in a different type of lifestyle. So there's um, man. It just depends. Being a light of the world. Being a, you, there's light in the church. You don't necessarily have to be the light in the church. Right. <laughs> Go out into your local Starbucks mm-hmm. or shout out to Panera Bread and be the light there. Be the light um, in your house. Man. Jeez. Freak. <laughs> <laughs> Freak. <laughs> yeah. Be the light in your house. You got candles burning in there. Be the light lampstand. Yeah. I like that. Like that? I like that. I like that a lot. I think there was a, a whole lot of conviction just played in the first five minutes. You know, we're in, we live in the Silicon Valley and people have eight different things that they're trying to do all at once. Yeah, we live in a place where you need to have a side hustle. Oh, man. Wow. We live in a place where wow. we need to have a plan B. Mm-hmm. Side hustle equals plan B. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. Man. Peace. Yeah. That was good stuff. Cool. Yeah, that was really good. And pray out. Yeah. Uh, dear God, again, I, I thank you for this day. Um, as redundant as they may that may seem, considering that I start every single prayer with that, um, let me take an extra moment to go back and to emphasize that we are thankful for this day. Yeah. Uh, you have given us another 24 hours. And I know, God, that we want to live these long fruitful lives and uh, I just want to take the time to thank you for the 25 years you've already given me Um, because with you a thousand years is like a day and a day is like a thousand years and uh, 25 years hasn't felt like 25 years Mm. Um, it's felt like so much more I felt like you've given me so many just years of experience and wisdom um, that that somebody at this age um, it, it just feels like so much more Um, In my heart, I feel like a child, but in my mind, I feel very mature, um, and I've gotten a lot of understanding and wisdom, and that just speaks to how good you are and Mm -hmm. what you can do with the amount of time given. Um, I've really only devoted this last year and a half to you, and you've done more in this year and a half than you did in the three years that I spent in self-help, God. Mm. Um, I just can't thank you enough for the time that you've already given us. Uh, If we looked at things, if we looked at time, if we looked at life, uh, what could we have done with the past 25 years? I think we wouldn't look at the future the way that we do. Um, Allow us to stop living in regret. Allow allow us to live in the present and be at peace uh, with whatever circumstance comes. Allow us to learn the secret that Paul learned that since you strengthen us, we can do all things, that we can be content whether well-fed or well-starving. Allow us to make peace with our situations and our circumstances. Allow our listeners to make peace with their circumstances. Allow our parents and our grandparents to make peace with the decisions in the past that we choose and allow the people that come after us uh, to be shined on uh, with our light, Father. Um, This generation has the key, and we can't take that lightly. And I, I thank you for that responsibility. I thank you for that privilege. I thank you for that honor. I thank you for that opportunity again. Um, allow us to just be love just walking around allow all of our molecules and atoms to just represent love Father and what what could we do in this world what light could we bring to this world if we just loved ourselves and loved one another 
mm-hmm. uh, regardless of what the circumstance looked like, Father. Mm. I thank you for loving us the way that you do. I thank you for being patient with us and understanding. Thank you for being kind. I thank you for being gentle. I thank you for just being you. Thank you for just making us, all, us two here speaking, us three here speaking, and whoever else is listening. I, I thank you for all the people that come to FCC. I thank you for all the people that are going to church in the Bay Area in general, and I, I pray that you give them expectant hearts, and I pray that you just continue to pour into them. And um, these are hard times, but everything is doable through you, Father. And I pray that we focus less on what we do and we focus more on who we are and how we are. And uh, that will do the rest. You will guide our paths. You will direct our steps. And, uh, yeah, in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Woo! Shit, shit ain't really working out. Now I got a little bread. My niggas working out, damn, baby, your that affair I can see you working out, shit Then you got a new job, tell me how that shit working out, shit Heard you doing pretty good, yeah People talk word of mouth, wasn't round when you had the dirty house Now they won't leave when you kick them out These type of people can't stick around Only down when there's liquor around or the spliff around That's why I don't fuck with niggas now well, I fuck with all my niggas, you know the difference You been living with tunnel vision You and all of your friends are like Wonder Women Wonder Woman, working for it If you ever wanted something Searching for a purpose, I see what you want The difference in how you be using your gifts In the midst of the shit that you dealing with Really specific, you pay attention, panoramic You got the vision like a fertile lance You attacking, you killing Sticking your teeth with the venom Kinda like me with the instrumentals Or the pen or the pencil We're off the temple, pimping since then pimping Keep it sensible Since you winning, you an object of ridicule Objects appearing closer than you ready for Obviously, you don't know was ahead, but that's the reason yeah, I've been working hella hard, shit ain't really working out I've been praying to the Lord, shit ain't really working out I've been looking to the stars, see my head up in the clouds Shit ain't really working out, shit ain't really working out Shit ain't really working out